Timothy 2. All right, good. We're not loud. 2 Timothy chapter number 2. We're continuing on. We finished last week, 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I, I, I know at least, if you guys aren't enjoying it, I am at least enjoying the verse by verse through uh, 2 Timothy. So we're going to go through verse number 1 through 4 tonight. 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 4 says this, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good, good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So we're going through Second Timothy. Let's go ahead and ask it. The book of Second Timothy is written to? Timothy. Timothy is written by? Paul. Where was Paul at? He's in prison in Rome. Where is Timothy at? He's at Ephesus. Good job. Good job. At his house. He was at home reading the letter on his sofa. No, Second Timothy, but as we go to Second Timothy chapter, when we're in Second Timothy chapter 1, we talked about all the things Paul talked about. Paul was talking about all the bad things that happened to him last week. We talked about those people who had left Paul. Paul said, hey, Timothy, hey, hold fast to those things, because he said there's some people, Hermogenes and some others that have already left. They've abandoned me because of my affliction in the gospel. And then you remember he talked about Onesiphorus. Yeah, I had a problem with the name last week. Onesiphorus, who said, who was, who had came and ministered to him over and over and over again, the blessing he was. So as we take all those things, and this is why I like uh, verse by verse, because everything we talked about in chapter one, continue to chapter two. I know that we think sometimes when we read our Bible that it's like, oh, we get to chapter two. This is a whole different thought. Second Timothy, man put the chapter, ver- chapter marks there. Paul did not. He did not say, okay, chapter number two. And start. So we're going to go with all those things. And so we go into it and says, thou therefore. So the word therefore is because all those things that happened in chapter 1, Timothy, because of those things, my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Let's jump into our handout. Number uh, Paul challenged Timothy, number one, be strong. Be strong. And the word be strong means there's to be enabled, empowered. Be strong to be enabled, empowered. And the grace, the grace is the freely given, unmerited favor and love of God. The freely given, unmerited favor and love of God. Because of all these things, Timothy, that we talked about in verse and chapter number one, verse 12. For the which also I suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. And Paul talks about how he knows who he believed. He tells Timothy the whole force of doctrine and those people that had had went away because of those things, Timothy, I need you to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He goes on the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You can fill in this, the freely given and unmerited favor of God should strengthen us for the work of God. The freely given and unmerited favor of God should strengthen us for the work of God. Remember how we talked about how Paul talked about his afflictions that we were talking about in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul said, the reason I can endure all the afflictions Timothy, that I've been through, the reason I can sit down in prison and write this letter knowing this is probably my last letter, is because I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. He says, Paul says, hey, I understand that God has a plan for my life. And what I've committed to him, I'm willing to commit my whole life to him. So he goes on and says to Timothy, now, Timothy, empower yourself, become enabled 
to endure these afflictions. He's going to go on to talk about being a soldier because of the grace of God. We talked about grace a couple, a long time ago when we were going through God's plan of salvation. We talked about grace. Somebody give me a definition of grace that is not the one I have written on the paper, just a run-of-the-mill, everyday answer. What is grace? Somebody tell me what grace is. When you think the word grace, what do you think? Not being rewarded for what we deserve. Another chance. Jamie? Forgiving someone? Yes. And so I know the, the acronym is God's riches at Christ's expense type thing. But we look at Timothy. I mean, we look at Paul and Paul says, Timothy, go ahead. Thou therefore endure hardness. I mean, um, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The grace that is in God is to empower us. Now, I know that, and it's, it's one of those things, sometimes as Christians who come, grow up in church all the time, we miss this whole thing about how good God's grace is. If you think about the unmerited favor and love of God, as Wes was praying, and he was talking about the things that we deserve, Paul looks at the, his situation, looking at his afflictions. Man, Timothy, be strong. And the grace is in Christ Jesus. God's unmerited favor should strengthen you. And he goes on, and he, I'm going to get to verse number two because it all builds. Verse number two, and says, uh, I'll go ahead and fill in your blanks. Be teaching spiritual things. So number one, be strong. Number two, be teaching. They all build. And so I'm going to try and put this together before I get ahead of myself. Commit, deposit with trust. Be teaching spiritual things. Number, and then the commit there means to deposit with trust. Deposit. D-E-P-O-S-I-T, deposit. Deposit with trust. And faithful is trustworthy. Timothy, let these things motivate you. Let God's grace strengthen you, empower you, and then take those things that you've heard of me and give them to faithful men. The word faithful means trustworthy. The proven word of God is to be given to trustworthy men so they can instruct others. The proven word of God is to be given to trustworthy men so they can instruct others. So this is what he's, he's saying. Pretty much, Timothy, from all the things that I've been in affliction with, all the things that I've had problems with, all the things that I struggle with, I know whom I have believed. And he goes on and says, now, Timothy, it's time for you. And from this chapter, in chapter number two, he's going to start giving us things. He's now going to start instructing Timothy how he ought to live and how he ought to do things. And so now he says, hey, that grace in Christ Jesus is going to empower you to do some things. First, Timothy, I want you to take the things that me, that you've heard among many witnesses, and commit them to faithful men. So this is the first thing he's telling Timothy. I want you to take the things that I've heard. The word there among many witnesses means that it's been verified. Timothy, the things that I've told you that have been verified, that have been you know to be true. I want you right now to start committing those. I want you to start depositing them into the hearts of faithful, trustworthy men who can teach others also. Let me ask you this, guys. Who, I know you say you're a teenager, but who are you right now depositing the things of God in their lives? I, we talked about this before, but in junior church, I, if I show them, every, once I did show them a video of you guys singing, and I took a video of you guys singing, and I showed them how we sing in youth group, and I was like, you guys do so much better, and they got so excited. Those guys in junior church, they look up to you guys. They look, they look up to you hardcore. Uh, a couple of uh, Logan and Landon and um, Rianne come through and they rotate in and lead music. 
And when those guys walk in, when those three walk in, they get more excitement from them than they do when Pastor Burton walks in. It's like, oh, Landon's in here. Oh, hey, Pastor Burton. And then they, they, they sing their songs. Or Rianne's in here. And all the girls come and give her a big hug. And it's like, oh, good to see you, brother, Pastor Burton. Bible says God's calling Timothy. Ultimately, I believe the passages for me to commit the same things to you. But let me ask you, are you committing anything? Are you depositing anything that you know to be work in your life to the people below you that are watching you? Because there are young people here that are watching you guys and you're watching your life. Ultimately, I am supposed to be trying to find faithful people that I can deposit in their lives, trustworthy people, that we can grab the things of God that we know to be approved. We know that work. And this is what happens a lot of times. And it's sad because I've been to a lot of preacher's meetings in the past week. And it's just like, um, I talked to Chris Luderman yesterday. And we were just talking about, it seems like every week, he's like, man, you just love going to preacher's meetings on your day off. And we argue sometimes. I hear people talking and arguing about some of the dumbest stuff sometimes. And these guys are older than me, so I'm trying to talk in the most respect. But they, they, they argue about some dumb things sometimes. And Paul says this, Timothy, the things that have been tried and true, all the things that I'm telling you about the afflictions I'm doing and what I wrote to you in 1 Timothy, I want you to go ahead and commit thou to faithful men. I want you to go ahead and find some men that are faithful, that understand and I want you to deposit those things in their lives so that you can change their lives and help them so they can go out and teach others also. And he goes on to verse number three. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier, Jesus Christ. Verse number four, no man that wars entangles himself with the fears of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So he says, he already said, the grace of God is supposed to strengthen you, Timothy, because I want you to commit some things to faithful men. Then he says, now, Timothy, it's time for you, so to speak, as um, Rachel told me after I twisted my ankle a long time ago, Timothy, it's time to man up. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Go, let's fill in some blanks. And this is a point I want to make. Endure hardness, undergo hardship. The word soldier there means warrior. So he says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The war, it serves in a military campaign. I think that's already filled with you. Entangleth, involves himself with. Entangleth, involves himself with. And affairs is the concerns. Affairs is the concerns and pleases to lift up. And then I'll fill in the A and B in just a minute. So Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars and tangle himself with the fears of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I was reading today multiple accounts. We have, and I think I said it a little while ago, I said it on Sunday morning, we live in a weak Christianity. In our Christianity, most of the time, that the things that happen to us, we honestly believe that because of Christianity, our life should be easier. We shouldn't have to struggle. And when we do struggle as Christians, most of the time we quit. We read, open our Bibles to read it. I don't understand it, and I close it. We spend time in prayer, and God doesn't answer our prayers the way we think and the way he ought, and we stop. Paul's telling Timothy now, he says, hey, Timothy, I told you what I've gone through in 2 Timothy chapter 1. 
Now I'm going to start telling you, laying it out. You have to endure hardness as a good soldier. Things are going to come into your life, Timothy, and you're going to have to go ahead and stand up and be a soldier. I was reading today about Valley Forge. And I was reading about George Washington, the men there, and the way George Washington looked at those men who had no shoes in the wintertime. That had their, their uniforms were tattered. And George Washington looked at these men and he felt bad and he, he wrote in his memoirs and all kinds of things about the things he saw of these men. Now let me ask you this. If those men, well let me ask you this, what cause, what was the reason a man would stand out in the cold with no shoes, no, try and fight for a war, what, what would be the cause? And we know it would be the cause for freedom. These men believed in something. That's why they would sit and they would freeze it out. That's why they would eat those flour cakes with water and flour fried up and survive on that. Timothy, Paul said on Timothy, hey, Timothy, it's time to be a warrior. It's time to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. You have something to fight for. And we look at our lives, and I have to say Aaron Burden is guilty of as terrible We do not do the hard things for God. We are not willing to take on the hard things for God. Sometimes I'll be just like, put my hand up. I don't share the gospel as I should. Because I don't always act like a soldier of Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? If I I share the gospel with those people, they may say this. They may behave this way. A couple weeks ago, me and Cody were out knocking on doors. And uh, the Cody, it was Cody's time at the door, and it was kind of funny because the lady came to the door, and she was smiling big as all get out. And Cody was asking her if she went to church or what she did. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I go to church. She's like, where do you go to church? I go to church. I go to church. Where do you go to church? I go to church. I go to church. And she just kind of like, and Cody was like, well, do you know for sure if you die today, would you go to heaven? And he's, Cody was trying to share the gospel, and she's like, she's like I know, I know. And so then Cody's like, can I ask you, how, can you, can you give, just share with me your testimony? And that lady, after we talked for a little bit, with a big smile on her face, biggest smile, like just started tearing up the literature that Cody had given her with the biggest smile on her face. And she just like, she never said she was never interested in anything. She just like, and she was like, thank you. And she shut the door. And I was like, and we walked away and Cody was like, that's the nicest way I've ever been rejected. <laughs> but there's a whole lot of things as Christians, Christians, that we do not do because We don't like to endure hardness. We don't like to do the hard things. See, when hard things come into our lives, we often blame God. We run away. And if you know the Bible, if you know Timothy, Paul often tells Timothy, hey, we talked about it. Hey, Timothy, God is not giving you the spirit of fear. Timothy was a timid man. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, Timothy. He gave you power. And Paul's saying now, Timothy, it's time to endure hardness as a good soldier of the uh, good soldier, Jesus Christ. He goes on and he says, for no man, verse number four, no man that wars and take on himself with the affairs of this life, that it may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Can you imagine one of our troops, which probably does happen. Can you imagine the troops going over to Iraq and Afghanistan and he's going over to fight the, the war and he just jumps in a Jeep after on the weekend, it's Friday. I'm just going to drive around and see what they got to do around here. And he jumps in a Jeep, drives off, drives in the city, drives around, goes shopping on Saturday, comes back to the base, 
oh man, guys, this great world out there. <laughs> I love it over here. Next weekend, hop in your Jeep again, go over, drive over Afghanistan, almost like our war movies a day where you look up, watch the movie, and the guy is always going off base to go meet some girl that he met off the base and all that. But Paul's saying here, hey, no man that warreth entangles himself in the affairs, isn't it? get himself all strapped up in the fears of this world. Colossians 3, 1 says it better than that. Colossians 3, well, not better than that. Colossians 3, 1 says it differently. It says, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Guys, I know sometimes it's hard for us to grasp, even as young people, myself. We live for eternity. Our treasure is in heaven. The things that we do down here, are only temporary. As the song goes, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid out somewhere beyond the blue. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this world. Hey, Timothy, it's time to set your affection on things above. You see all the afflictions that I'm going through right now? You see all the things that I've had happen to me while I'm sitting in jail right now and I have all these problems? Timothy, it's time for you to go ahead and be ready for the hard things in life. It's ready for you. It's time for you to stop setting your affections on the things of the world. Let me ask you guys, what are we doing for eternity? What are we doing that matters more than just the now? See, no man that warth entangles himself with the fear of this world. But he goes to lift up, as we look to the definition, one who's called him to be a soldier. We talked about it before when we did it. Am I a soldier of the cross? Am I a soldier of the cross, a father of the lamb? Or shall I fear to own his cause or blush to speak his name? Hey, God's called me to something more than just right here. God's called me more than to try and wear the nicest clothes. God's called me to do more than try to be popular. And this is where our Christianity is weak right here. Because... See, in our lives, even on our parents from everywhere, we're pushed this. Hey, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get your good job, have a good family, have a good life. And that's what we're pushed to. And some of those things are good. But I believe that if we saw, if we sat down with the Apostle Paul and we shared the Apostle Paul most of the things that we believe to be important, the Apostle Paul would probably just shake his head. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to get a job so I can buy a car so I can do this. Oh, well, my favorite hobby is to play video games. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But when we look at the things that we think are important, and we look at eternity, no man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this world. I told you guys about this book, the, uh, the family there was a I think I talked about a hook, line, and sinker. There was the, the guy who just got his master's in mechanical engineering. And uh, his wife just had got her, um, her uh, master's in accounting. And they went to the mission field. All the way in the backwoods of nowhere. And you know what? As Americans, as our society, we look at it and like, wow, what a waste of a lot of years of their life. They, went to, they didn't have to go all do all that just so they go to the backwoods to be missionaries. You know why? Because there's two young people there that are thinking about eternity. We have missionary mission conference coming up. What are we thinking about for eternity? 
What are we thinking about doing for God that lasts a long time? See, Paul tells Timothy, hey, Timothy, I'm sitting in prison right now. I'm doing all kinds of affliction. And we know that Paul in Philippians talks about all the things he went through. Timothy, it's time to go ahead and take care of the, get the hard things. Timothy, it's time. God is not giving you the spirit of fear. It's time to man up, Timothy. It's time to endure hardness as a good soldier. To look that, hey, I can endure hardness because of the grace that God loved me so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for my sin. He loved me so much. I think I can give my life to him. Timothy, it's time to start doing the hard things. Timothy, no man that warreth is worried about what's happening on the outside. When the bullets are flying, they're not thinking, man, I sure can't wait to get over to Old Navy and see if they got a sale going on. When everything bad's happening, they're not thinking, oh, man, I sure can't wait to get back and turn my PlayStation on. It's been a long time. No man that wars entangles himself with affairs. He doesn't get all wrapped up in those things because right now there's a battle going on. And guys, as we look at 2 Timothy 1 through 4, I really want to go to the rest of it, but I knew we couldn't cover it all tonight. But when we look at it, it's time for us to see the grace that God gave us, the grace that God's given each of you, that sometimes we sit in our chairs and on Sundays and Wednesdays because we know how good God is. We've heard it over and over again. We know that God died for us. And it's time for that grace, that love of God, unmerited, to start to strengthen us, to empower us, to do things that are eternal lasting. It's time for that grace to empower me. That even though Aaron Burden doesn't want to confront someone about their eternity, to confront them anyway. That grace to empower me to love people that I may not love naturally, to do things that God wants me to do, and it's time for that grace to go ahead and make me do the hard things, and then as a soldier would want to lift up the person they're fighting for. The reason a person would sit down and at Valley Ford freezing cold, no shoes on, is because, hey, I have a hope of an America someday. I have a hope. The person that called me to be a soldier told me that these things are going to happen. I have a cause. Hey, you have a savior. And sometimes, to be perfectly honest, we're so caught up in the world. We're so caught up in the temporary. And sometimes, I even tried today, I looked after illustration, after illustration, after illustration, to try and somehow, like, try and get and to go through young people's minds. How do, we, how, do, how do I communicate that the things that we want and desire so badly are so temporary and so meaningless? I did. I looked. I was like, what's the funny story I can tell? What's something I can like, make happen and I can connect so that they'll understand, oh, man, the things that I, I really need to start doing, the hard things, I really need to go ahead and stop being a worldly individual stop being immature, so to speak, in our, my spiritual things. It's time for me to step up. And you know what? I don't know how to communicate that. I'm going to be honest. I got on my knees this afternoon. 
But I thought this message, and I knew what it did in my heart. There's a lot of things I grasped from it when I studied for myself. But I was like, God, I want to know how to communicate this to the, our young people, to let them know that it's time for us to not be entangled with the things of the world, to get serious, to go ahead and like Timothy and step up. Timothy, go find some faithful men that you can teach so they can teach others also. And guys, I don't know how to communicate other than this. God's grace that he loved you enough that you should have spent eternity in hell. Oftentimes we hear hell preached to the scares. And it, I don't believe it ought be to be a scary thing. I believe it ought to be a sign of God's judgment. Hey, this is what the alternative is. But see, we would have spent all eternity there. And guys, when you start to let that get in your mind, that without the grace of God, you would be forever and ever and ever burning in hell, that grace, that love, what I get, I don't deserve, should empower me to stand up and be a soldier for Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? I don't want to be ridiculed for trying to do us right. I don't want anybody to tell, make fun of me because I'm going to be the one who walks away. But as I said, I don't know any other way to say it than the grace of God should empower us to say, hey, I'm a soldier of the cross. I'm going to do the hard things. I'm going to try and go the hard route. I want to serve God. I want to give him all I have. Sadly, if I said right now that serving God would mean that it would cost us something. Sadly, and it's the same thing in the main auditorium to the adults. If I said that you had to serve God, you had to give up a TV show. Most people would be like, what? (laughs) I can't give up my TV show. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Oh, well, if you if you do that, if you want to serve God, if I told you you had to serve God. Not that I'm saying this, but I'm saying if I said the illustration, you had to serve God and you couldn't watch another movie. What? You're telling me I can't watch movies? That Christianity is too extreme. If I said you had to serve God, you had to give up. See, our Christianity is so weak. We're so entangled with the affairs of this world. And Paul says, Timothy, man, it's it's time to endure hardness as a good soldier. It's time to stop entangling yourselves with these temporary things. They're not all wrong. But guys, what are we doing for eternity? As we go through the rest of it, Paul's going to talk about in 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because I want you to be a soldier, I want you to be a student. He can go through and tell, tell Timothy a lot of things. And just like I said, sometimes I look at the passage and I'm like, I do not know how to probably communicate it in the way that I would love to. But my challenge to you guys tonight, for just a few of us here, is it's time to start being a soldier. It's time to take our affections off the things of this world, as Colossians 3 says. I know that we're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. But it's time for us to to start looking at things from a spiritual perspective 
and try to find out what God wants us to do and then live that way. I'll fill in the other blanks. Letter A. We must learn to suffer and to sacrifice for the cause of Christ. We must learn to suffer and to sacrifice for the cause of Christ. And B, we must not be involved with worldly concerns. So there's 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. Next week we're going to go through a couple more verses. Let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed. Dear Holy Father, God, Lord, we need your help so badly. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I don't even feel like I came close, Lord, to even articulating your word the way, Lord, I would like to have, and Lord, the way, Lord, you laid it on my heart. But Lord, I do know, God, that your Holy Spirit can do what I can't. Lord, in my weak, feeble attempts to try and preach your word, God, your Holy Spirit can do way more, and God, I ask that you would please let your Holy Spirit work in our lives. God, I ask for forgiveness, Lord, for the times, Lord, and even now, Lord, that I am so attached, Lord, to things that don't matter. Lord, that my, I'm entangled with the affairs of this world. And God, I'm not trying to lift up the one who's called me to be a soldier, God, and I ask for forgiveness for that in my life. God, I ask you to help us as a youth group. Lord, help us to understand, God, the significance of spiritual things. Lord, it doesn't mean that we can't do anything fun. It doesn't mean that we lose our laughter, that because we've given ourselves to God, we have to be some monk in a monastery. But, oh God, I ask that you would please help us to see through the devil's lies. Lord, that, Lord, right now, if he can get us so entangled, if he can have a youth group, Lord, that are doing a lot of good things, and God, but we're so entangled in, Lord, the devils and the world and the flesh. God, he's won the victory. And God, I ask you to help your Holy Spirit to work in our lives. To show us, God, that, Lord, we can't be entangled with the fear of this world. Lord, we have to follow you. And, Lord, I need your help so badly in this area. And, Lord, so do we. Lord, we're weak. Lord, we're feeble. And, Lord, oftentimes we're just playing out rebellious towards you, God. And, Lord, we ask for forgiveness and ask you to help us and strengthen us. Lord, help us as we continue to look through the book of Second Timothy. Lord, we do thank you for, Lord, Genesee and their soccer team. We ask that you please continue to give them a good game. Lord, if the game's not already over, give them safety. They travel back. And Lord, whatever the outcome, Lord, we pray that your name is glorified. We love you and thank you for tonight. Thank you for these young people, Lord, who are faithful. And Lord, to be in here tonight and thank you for the fun we've been able to have. And we'll give the honor for everything that you're going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.